And understanding that is going to be vital for you because if you think it's going to be a quick fix and it's going to go away and you're never going to have symptoms ever again, then you're going to be very disappointed and you're just going to keep running around in circles or probably not running because you're going to be thinking that you're just not meant to be a runner. And that is not true. So there are no quick fixes. There's no single tool, tape, brace, orthotic that's going to cure your plantar fasciitis. If you are constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week, we help a runner just like you learn how to consistently get in your mental clearing miles and even hit PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow the show on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Do you get foot pain that feels stiff and achy when you take that first step out of bed in the morning. It could be right under your heel bone right here. And it might even feel sharp at times. And you feel like you're 90, like hobbling to the bathroom in the morning. Trust me, I feel you. I have been there before. If you're a runner who's been frustrated in the past that whenever you try to increase your speed or increase your distance, you just get injured, frustrated, and you're not able to run, if that is you, then this is the training for you and you need to keep on listening. You probably Googled foot pain in runners and you found out about plantar fasciitis and thought you should just ice, rest, Stop running, basically, doing the thing you love, and get some special sock, brace, or insert. All this sounds great and may actually provide you some short-term relief in terms of pain and you feel better. But the problem is, is every time you start to run again and you try to build back in those long runs, then that same pain just keeps coming back and you really are just trying to run through it because at this point in time, you just don't want to stop running again. In this training, I'm going to help you understand why you have foot pain and what are the strategies for you not only to get over it right now, but for the long term so you can enjoy lifelong injury-free running. This is actually the video and audio version of our new Spark Healthy Runner free ebook on how to get rid of foot pain and not have to stop running. In this resource, I share with you the special, specific tactics to start running faster 
further and without stubborn foot pain. These have been the true tried and tested strategies that have kept all the runners I work with on a one-on-one basis, healthy, able to recover from their foot pain, and finally starting to say, peace out to that foot pain for good. So if you don't have time to listen to this full training right now, then go ahead and download your free ebook by going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com and get the resource and watch the replay of this training when the time is right for you. The best part about the resource is the supplemental visuals and video content in this resource with the specific actionable exercises I will talk about today for you to implement into your training. If this training, in this training, I am going to cover what is plantar fasciitis, what causes plantar fasciitis, what are the symptoms of plantar fasciitis, what is the treatment, and my new Spark method of treatment, which will include five actionable tips to get rid of plantar fasciitis. And then, as a bonus, we're going to talk about how you prevent plantar fasciitis from coming back. And plantar fasciitis is one of the most common injuries runners face, and I see you. I have been there before personally, and I have helped hundreds of runners with this condition throughout my career. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty. I'm a running physical therapist, coach, educator, and my mission is to save the lives of runners everywhere by allowing them to get stronger run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. I'm the CEO of Spark Healthy Runner and creator of the Healthy Runner podcast. Nine out of 10 runners listening to this right now will get injured. And one of the most common running-related injuries that they will face is plantar fasciitis. And unfortunately, a runner you know, hopefully it will not be you, listening to this, will require a costly invasive procedure such as a steroid or a PRP injection. And probably some of you will need to stop running really for more than a couple of days, more than a couple of weeks. And every single one of these runners who have to stop running for any length of time, this could all be avoided with the strategies we will talk about today. Trying to get over plantar fasciitis is very overwhelming as a runner. If you don't have a plan for really getting over plantar fasciitis from a healthcare provider who gets runners, then you are told to stop running for four to eight weeks or worse, even longer. You are endlessly icing your foot after every single run. You are constantly buying new running shoes to find the ones that don't hurt your foot. You are paying crazy amounts of money in copays, high deductible plans, really seeing multiple medical providers, whether it's like a PT, a chiro, a podiatrist, an orthopedic surgeon, right? Everyone has a different opinion on really what you should be doing for your plantar fasciitis. They're all giving you different medications, recommending injections, or worse, they're really telling you that your body is just not meant for running. And if you continue to run through this, your running gets slower and you can't do long runs anymore. You waste time chasing fads and products that don't actually help plantar fasciitis. And you guess instead of following a process. And that leads to frustration, feeling constantly overwhelmed. And with the amount of information out there, 
it is just really, really hard. And I don't want that for you. And that's really why I created this five-step plan on how you can get over plantar fasciitis as a runner and keep it that way so you can optimize your running for longevity. And it's not a plan that most adult runners know about. Spark Healthy Runner has given hundreds upon hundreds of runners, just like you, a plan for getting stronger and faster without injury. Our plan will work for you too. All you need to do is listen to this five-step plan on how to overcome plantar fasciitis. Next, you need to take action because you can't just listen, right? You got to take action and implement the five steps we're going to talk about. And then you really need to share this with a running friend who is frustrated with stubborn foot pain because this plan should be required for anyone taking up running as an adult, like I was when I was 31 years old, and who really felt pain in the bottom of their foot the next morning after a long run. And here is what is at stake if you don't do these three things. You or your running friend may hang up your running shoes for good because you're going to get so frustrated that this pain never goes away and you're going to lose all the positive physical and better yet, mental benefits that running offers us as adult runners. And I don't want that for you. So stay tuned. Let's get into this plan. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know as a runner to be able to overcome plantar fasciitis. All right. So let's get into this. What is plantar fasciitis? So I have my little foot model here with me. Uh, So again, if you're listening to the audio version, you definitely got to check out the video version of this. Here is our foot. Here are the bones of our foot. Underneath the foot, there is this web-like connective tissue called the plantar fascia. And this really just kind of holds everything in place on the bottom of your foot. It helps us absorb shock when we're running and helps really support the arch of your foot. Now, plantar fasciitis occurs when we get irritation of the fascia right where it connects to this heel bone here. So this is the inside of your calcaneus. This is your heel bone. And this is the spot where most people have their symptoms. And it's really just irritation of this fascia. Now, the term plantar fasciitis can be a misnomer. And that is the you know, the common nomenclature most people know this condition as, and most people will refer to it. And that's how I'm referring to it because honestly, quite frankly, that's how most of you are referring to it. But what really happens with this condition is technically in a name, itis, so plantar fasciitis, right? Just like tendonitis, there is inflammation, active inflammation. What research has shown us with this condition is that this really involves more of a degeneration of the fascia as opposed to inflammation. And again, this creates some confusion. So therefore, a better name for this or a more appropriate name that we'll see within the medical literature is either plantar fasciosis, which means degeneration, or fasciopathy, meaning just like disease of this tissue that connects to your heel bone, which is creating that heel pain. So let's get into what causes plantar fasciitis. It's this repetitive strain to the fascia. So this can be done or caused from excessive running. So basically doing too much running too soon than your body was used to, or your fascia was used to in this specific tissues case. 
This can be due to doing too much standing or walking on hard surfaces. So let's say you just got a new job. You've never had a standing job, but now you're actually standing all day long on like a hard surface. And I can relate to this, like teaching sometimes in the uh, places that I do teach in has really hard surfaces. And you go from not doing that to doing that like all day long, that is going to you know, add more strain to your fascia. Or if you guys thinking about like my family, we're big Disney fans, right? If you haven't went on a Disney vacation in a while and now you're walking around literally like 12 hours of your day. And if your normal job requires sitting all day, that's a huge change in stress to your fascia, right? So then you might get some pain in your arch or pain in your heel. That is symptoms of plantar fasciitis. And the other kind of causative factor besides just like too much stress or strain could be a lack of flexibility. And when we talk about flexibility, we'll get into this when we get to treatment, but I'm really talking about flexibility of two areas, the ankle joint, so how your foot actually moves up and down and whether or not your shin bone can translate over your foot, which is what happens when we run. And then the other mobility we're going to talk about or flexibility is going to be of your big toe joint. So this big toe joint should be able to extend like this. And this creates tension. It actually builds up tension in the fascia. We call this the windlass mechanism, which is actually important for supporting your arch when you push off and propel during running. And lack of mobility or flexibility here could be a contributing factor to why the fascia has too much tension on it and why it develops pain. So when we're talking about too much tension, what we're really talking about is too much load to your fascia versus what the tissue capacity can handle. So it is a matter of, you know, the old adage of too much too soon, right? Ramping up your running to too soon. Or like the Disney example, walking around all the parks for the full week when your body is not used to doing that. So we've now exceeded too much load for what your tissues can actually tolerate. So what does the tissue do? It fights back and it creates an inflammatory reaction initially right where it connects to this heel bone. So now this is where I want to kind of educate you on. This is your heel bone. And a lot of people who have plantar fasciitis may have went to a medical practitioner who took an x-ray and said, wow, look at that whopping heel spur you have under your foot. No wonder your heel hurts. Look at that heel spur. What we know from research is the heel spur does not cause pain. All right. So if you've been told you have a heel spur, it is not the heel spur that is causing your pain. It's the actual tissue that connects to the heel spur. We do know that those that have chronic foot pain, chronic heel pain that remains untreated and you have it for years upon years upon years, because you're getting that repetitive strain of the fascia on the heel bone, then that heel bone starts to try and heal itself and it creates more bone right? So that's how the body responds to it. It's called Wolf's Law, actually, where it actually lays down some more calcium deposits and tries to heal. And that heel spur can get larger if we were to measure it. But the heel spur does not cause pain. And how do we know that? Because we've taken folks who have plantar fasciitis pain before. And when they 
don't have pain anymore, we take an x-ray and we find that the heel spur is actually still there. And we can also take x-rays of asymptomatic people running around, right? Who don't have foot pain, don't have heel pain. We will find heel spurs. So it is not the heel spur that's causing your pain. If you've been told that, if you've been given an x-ray and the findings of the x-ray show that there is a heel spur that correlates with the side of pain, I don't want you to be fearful of that. I don't want you to think you need surgery. I don't want you to think that you can never be a runner because there are many people with heel spurs who run marathons and have no issues. All right. So hopefully that clarified that talking point for you. So now what are the symptoms of plantar fasciitis? This is usually localized pain right underneath your heel and in the arch area. So it worsens with, and this is classic cardinal sign, it worsens with your first step in the morning. So because when we sleep, our feet are usually pointed down underneath our sheets or covers, right? And this actually places the fascia in a shortened position. And then what happens is we go to stand up, our foot splays out. When we stand up, our body weight now comes on the fascia and this creates pain. And that's why we have pain with the first step in the morning when we get out of bed or if we're doing any sitting for any length of time and then we actually go to get up, then we feel pain. And it usually kind of goes away, works itself out after a couple of steps. Or if you have a little bit more irritability, it takes five or 10 minutes. Or if you have a lot of irritability, it takes like 15, 20, or 30 minutes before it finally goes away. The other symptom is that you can get this pain when standing for prolonged periods of time. And we do know that those that are more prone to getting plantar fasciitis or anyone, an adult runner, right? You're active, you're an adult runner, you're between 40 and 60 years old. Have I seen younger people get plantar fasciitis? Absolutely. But definitely 40 to 60 year old is like prime time age range for when we're going to get this condition. And I could tell you, it was like right when I hit 40, um, that's when I started getting some of these symptoms myself. Distance runners, it's very common. So if you're a runner and you're listening to this, unfortunately, we do have a little higher risk factors, but that's not to tell you that you shouldn't be running or that you really are, you know, I don't want you to think like, Hey, I'm screwed. If you know, I'm a runner and I'm between 40 and 60, like there are ways that we can get over this and not have to worry about it. And that's what I'm going to share today. If you're overweight, you're definitely more at risk. If you're pregnant, you're more at risk. So we know pregnant um, females are at risk for getting this during their pregnancy. And it's usually due to the rapid increase in weight gain that the tissues can't handle that. Or if you have too high of an arch or too low of an arch, we do know that you're at a little bit more risk factors. And really the reason for this usually is if the high arch people usually have limited mobility in the ankle bone and the low arch people usually go through a little bit more strain to that fascia and it requires more intrinsic foot muscle strength. So we'll get to that. Um, when we get to it, but it's not because like you have super high arches that you're definitely going to get plantar fasciitis, or if you have low arches, like you need to totally correct those arches and get orthotics. And you know, that's the only way to solve your problem with plantar fasciitis. I'm here to tell you that is not true. And that is not the only way to solve your problem of plantar fasciitis. 
So now let's get into the treatment, right? That's what you all came for, right? You want to know about how do I just like get rid of this? Dwayne, like tell me how to get rid of this. All right. I'm going to share with you five actionable tips to get rid of plantar fasciitis, not only for the short term, because honestly, all of the gadgets, gizmos that you've got, the socks, the tape, the brace, the insert, all those things are going to provide you short-term relief. None of them are going to give you the long-term relief that is really going to happen with the strategies I'm going to talk to you about today. So the first step to getting rid of plantar fasciitis, this is going to be tip number one, and we're going to use the SPARK acronym, right? We're going to get five tips. SPARK's got five letters. So the S in SPARK is really going to be stretching. And if you've listened to any of my previous trainings, you have been educated on the fact that stretching is overrated in runners and strengthening is key, right? And strengthening is king to staying healthy as a runner. However, in this condition, this is one of those conditions that I actually you know, recommend stretching first. And really what we're looking at is actually stretching the fascia itself first. So there's really three structures that we're going to be stretching. The fascia underneath, remember that connective tissue we talked about, that's one. Your ankle joint mobility, that's two. So that's the ability to allow your lower leg to pass over your ankle joint and your shin bone to advance over. And that's how we actually run more efficiently. And then three is really looking at the mobility of the first toe and making sure you have this extension of your first toe. So those are, are the things we're going to look at. And actually, the extension of the first toe is really related to the fascia length. And then the other soft tissue structure in there is really your calf muscles. So it's kind of ankle mobility from a joint perspective, your calf muscles, which control ankle mobility as well. And then the fascia, which also controls first toe mobility. I hope I did not confuse you with that explanation, but hopefully that makes sense. So how are we going to actually stretch our fascia? The best thing that you can do that will literally result in a 50% reduction in your symptoms right away is first thing in the morning, all you're going to do is cross your leg over the other leg. You're going to take your big toe, and I'm demonstrating on the model here, or you're going to take all of your toes, but you're going to bias it to your big toe. You're going to passively flex your ankle up. So you're flexing your ankle up, and then you're going to bend your big toe back. So you actually get tension underneath your foot. So the, in the fascia, it's going to feel like tension. You can take your knuckle, you can take your thumb, if you got like thick thumbs and uh, strong thumbs, and you can dig it into the fascia to add some massage as you're stretching. So if you do this 10 to 15 seconds, at least five times, right when you get up in the morning, before you take that first step, this now has allowed your fascia to get into a stretch position. So it's not as dramatic when you put your foot on the ground and now your foot splays out and that creates a lot of tension and pain on your foot. The other thing I like to do is before I even put my full weight on that foot, when I get out of bed, hold on to like your nightstand, your dresser, whatever's near your bed. And the foot that's symptomatic, you can put one foot in front of the other, like in a lunge position, and then gently apply and leverage your body weight through that toe and get a stretch of that big toe. And that will really give you a nice little active dynamic stretch to the fascia 
again, before you put your full body weight on your foot and start to walk around. This can be very effective. For those of you who have limited hip mobility and you really can't cross your leg over, there is a way you can do this laying in bed that I've done many times before as well. It's just not as effective. But if you kind of think about this, envision this, if you're laying down in bed, you, you prop one foot over the other and use your heel on the good side to bend your big toe back toward your head. And you also bend your whole ankle back toward your head and see if you can feel a stretch in your arch area. And that's effectively doing the same thing as doing the sitting at the edge of the bed stretch. All right. That is going to be super, super helpful for you. That is one way that we stretch the fascia. And another way that I really like to do this is take your percussion gun, your massage gun, and stretch the fascia in sitting. And now massage that fascia right above where the heel bone connects and really loosen up that tissue. The other great thing to loosen up tissue is the foot rollers. You've probably seen them at any of your pharmacies. They got little knobs on them. You know, I have clients who say, you know, a tennis ball helps. I don't feel like a tennis ball is firm enough. A lacrosse ball can, or a device like this. This is called the Neboso Neuroball, which I absolutely love. Um, it's textured and can allow you to get into the fascia and roll it around. But most importantly, or the thing I like the best about this is this ball actually separates and it, it has two domes. So now you can actually stand on this and release different small muscles within your foot and treat those trigger points and the fascia, the trigger points in the fascia on, on different parts of your foot. So on the inside part of your heel bone, on the outside, on your midfoot area. So these are great for like a self myofascial release. Uh, and that's really improving the length of the fascia. The other way that we can actually test or not test, but the other way that we can actually stretch the fascia is by using something like toe spacers. So these are actually by this company called Naboso. These are the best toe spacers that I've ever used. I've used toe spacers for like many, many years. I have never found any as good quality as these. So these are flexible, which is great because you can actually even walk around on these. Don't go running in these, by the way, because I, I've had uh, runners do that and I would not recommend running in these. This is when you want to like, you know, kick back your feet, like after a nice long run, do a little elevation, throw in your toe spacers. And what this does is actually goes right in between the toes and stretches the small muscles underneath your foot and also the fascia. So these have been like game changer for me. I felt a huge difference in number one, the mobility of my foot structure. And like when we get to kind of activation of certain muscles in your foot, well, that will be helpful. But this is also going to stretch the fascia as well. So both of those products, by the way, by Naboso, they are one of our partners because I just absolutely love them. And they have been very helpful with the clients that I work with. You can get a nice little Healthy Runner discount um, by using the code Healthy Runner and by using the special link that will be provided with this training if you did want to you know, get any of those products. The other thing besides stretching the fascia that you want to do is mobilize your ankle if 
it is limited mobility. And a simple way that we can do this is what we call the knee to wall test. So what you're going to do is you're going to go into a half kneeling position, drop down on one knee. No, you are not proposing to anyone, right? But you're going to drop down on one knee. And what you're going to do is you're going to put your toe as close to the wall as possible. And then you're going to try to see if your knee can touch the wall. So you're going to kind of lean forward, bring your knee over your foot. And we're really seeing how much of this flexion that you get at your ankle. So we're seeing the ability of your shin bone to pass over the foot and ankle, right? And looking at that mobility, if this is restricted, especially on this side that we're testing. So this is called in the literature, we call this the weight-bearing lunge test. And we're really looking at your ankle mobility. Is your ankle joint limited? And if it is limited, if you notice side-to-side differences, between your affected side that you have your pain and the unaffected side, then this is where you really want to work on a self-mobilization. So I have a great video within the PDF on my YouTube channel of how you can do this yourself using a thick mobility band. So not a TheraBand that you might've got from like a PT in the past. These are more like the assisted pull-up bands. I don't know if you guys have ever seen them. They're long. They're really thick though, and they, they give you enough tension. And what you can do is put that Put your foot on a box or a bench and put that band right in front of this bone right here. We call this our talus. And what that band is going to do is provide a glide backward as you mobilize over. So we call this a mobilization with movement. Um, The great thing is you can do it yourself. So this is like a self-mobility technique. Um, I absolutely love it. I do it actually to my ankle before I do my squats to help improve my ankle mobility. Um, So that's another tip to kind of improve mobility and stretch. And then lastly, the other tissue we need to treat is the calf muscles. And this is really stretching your calf muscle, but then also I'm a big fan of foam rolling. So foam rolling, doing the self myofascial release to the calf muscles are going to really improve that mobility. And how I love to do this kind of my custom way is release the inside of the calf muscle, release the outside of the calf muscle, feel where you feel trigger points. Where do you have tender spots? Hold those tender spots. Do some active motion of your ankle as you foam roll. So you're going to flex your foot up and down as you foam roll. And then definitely right between the area we call the musculotendinous junction, which is right where your calf muscle connects to your Achilles tendon, right in that midpoint you are going to usually feel some tightness and restriction. That is where I really like to release with active motion. So I do have a video of how you do this. I give you step-by-step instructions on how you can do those with the PDF that I mentioned that goes along with this training. So you can get those videos, you can save them. So you know how to exactly um, release those calf muscles and improve your ankle mobility. All right, so that is really tip number one, which is stretching the fascia, the ankle joint, and the soft tissue muscles in your calf. Tip number two is the P in Spark is patience. You have to have patience. This condition of plantar fasciitis takes time to heal. And understanding that is going to be vital for you. Because if you think it's going to be a quick fix and it's going to go away and you're never going to have symptoms ever again, then you're going to be very disappointed and you're just going to keep running around in circles. 
or probably not running because you're going to be thinking that you're just not meant to be a runner. And that is not true. So there are no quick fixes. There's no single tool, tape, brace, orthotic that's going to cure your plantar fasciitis. The normal recovery time that is reported within the literature can take anywhere up from six to 18 months to actually get better. However, if you implement the strategies that we're talking about here and you not only use them to get rid of your pain, but you continue to keep those within your overall training, then you're going to keep it from coming back. All right. And you're going to shorten up that time period. So hopefully I, I know, I know the reality is the majority of you listening to this right now, unfortunately, probably stumbled upon this training after having it for six months, eight months, a year, two years, right? Because those are most of the folks that I work with who have this problem. Um, but if you stumbled upon it early on in the game, you're in your first like couple months I would love to know, honestly, how long it takes you to recover with the strategies that we're talking about today. So having patience and understanding that this is not going to go away overnight and the normal progression is to see a gradual decrease in your symptoms. And as you start increasing your running and your loading and your, your long runs, there may be times that you wake up that next morning after that long run and you're like, oh man. That's the first time I felt heel pain in like a couple of weeks. That doesn't mean to freak out and think that everything that you've done the last couple of weeks, months is just like thrown out the window. It just means that, you know what? There was a little too much load applied to your body in that long run than what the tissue was ready for. So now you just need to double down on the strategies that we're talking about today and you will continue to improve. You will continue to get better. So it is not uncommon for you to have symptoms that creep up months and months after your initial onset. Tip number three, actionable strategy. And this one is, is one that this has been a game changer for me personally, honestly, in my foot health, my running performance, and my running health training for my last marathon training cycle that I really did some hard advanced training that I thought I would never be able to do without custom foot orthotics. Just to kind of give you a little backstory on my personal running journey with um, custom foot orthotics, really was in custom foot orthotics ever since PT school 20 years ago and wore them for work, wore them like all throughout the day, wore them for exercise, always wore them. And what that led to, um, unfortunately, was a significant atrophy of my deep foot muscles. Literally, I could not splay my toes out at all because those muscles did not know how to function. They didn't know how to work because I was just bracing my foot everywhere I went. I didn't have to use the muscles inside my foot that actually helped support the arch. So once I found how to activate your deep foot muscles, that's been a game changer for me and actually really was the key in me getting rid of my plantar fasciitis and I think is, is the key for many, many runners who have this condition as well as any other foot and ankle condition. Honestly, if you implement your activation, which is the A in spark is our third tip, activate your deep foot muscles by using the short foot exercise. And what this exercise is, is not so much strengthening, this is what we call an activation or neuromuscular re-education exercise. 
It's really working on the timing and coordination of how to activate these muscles. And I have a very detailed instructional video of exactly how to do that. We usually time it out with nice staggered stance position. I like to do it in standing versus sitting. You'll see other people doing it sitting, but I like to actually get that sensory awareness in standing and learn how to do it on one foot first. And then you learn how to do it on the other foot. And then we actually work on activating both feet. And then we actually work on timing because this is what's critical for runners is every time we put our foot on the ground, when we run, it's like milliseconds, right? It's quick. So we have to learn how to activate these muscles quick and then shut them off. Quick, shut them off. We're hopping from one foot to the other. So you need to get this reactive neuromuscular control is what we call it. When our foot hits the ground, we need to stabilize our arch, stabilize our foot. So there's not too much stress and tension going to that fascia. All right. So this is going to be the long-term fix as opposed to an orthotic or an insert. All right. Now, I'm not telling many of you who are wearing orthotics right now to just ditch your orthotics and just start doing this and keep your running the same. I'm not saying that because this takes time and it's taken me, honestly, a couple of years to go from really rigid custom foot orthotics to less rigid semi-custom orthotics to less rigid inserts to now finally being able to go for runs without any inserts because I've been consistent with my short foot activation exercises and I always do it before my runs. So I always recommend you do these before your runs. Again, in the supplemental handout to this training, you will get that instructional video on how to do it. I highly, highly recommend it. It is going to be a game changer for you and your recovery. So now coming up next, I really want to share with you the final two ingredients to getting over plantar fasciitis for good. And if this training has been eye-opening for you and you're surprised that you actually don't need to stop running to overcome plantar fasciitis and these things that we're talking about today seems like, hey, I could do that. That doesn't seem too hard. I can implement this. I need to get this word out to more runners just like you so they can learn the strategies that you're learning. So if you wouldn't mind just tapping that like button and that will just allow me to continue creating content just like this that will allow runners like you to do the thing that we all love to do. And that is really a lifelong process of loving running, right? So to be injury-free lifelong runners. So it would mean the world to me if you can do that for me. Hit that like button, please, and thank you. Time to take a real quick break. And before I say any more, I truly hope the message so far today has benefited you either from a running or health standpoint. Staying in line with that theme, I wanted to take this opportunity to share with you a brand new exciting partnership with Naboso, which is a company that is dedicated to redefining what's underneath your feet so you can feel more to move better as a runner. 
from a movement prep before your runs to foot recovery after those hard speed workouts or long runs, Naboso's Texture Products lets your senses guide you and connects you to your exercises and your running by strengthening your feet and helping you recover from your runs. Want to learn more on how you as a runner can activate, strengthen, and recover from running? Listen to episode 116 on this podcast to learn from Naboso founder, podiatrist, and human movement specialist, Dr. Emily Splickle herself. We had a value-packed episode learning how she took her conventional podiatric medical degree and combined it with years of experience and expertise in human movement and sensory science to found Naboso. Dr. Emily shared with us the importance of foot stability for runners. What is sensory stimulation? The benefits of toe spacers and barefoot training for running. There's so much value in this episode, so be sure to go back and queue up episode 116 on the Healthy Runner podcast to listen to during your next long run to learn more about Naboso. I personally have always battled a mild case of plantar fasciitis and have been using the NeuroBall to get out those hard-to-reach trigger points in my deep foot muscles that foot rollers just frankly don't reach and get to. I have also been a big fan of the toe spacers for the past 10 years, but have yet to find a pair that is actually flexible as comfortable and that I can tolerate for hours to help realign my toes and stretch the small muscles in my foot. This has been clutch, honestly, for my claw toes that I have and helping my plantar fasciitis. I just love doing 10 minutes of elevation with my Naboso splay on after a long run. Naboso's recovery socks are like your traditional running compression socks, but they are the first ever that stimulate your nervous system and enhance movement with their patented textured surface on the inside of the sock. Matter of fact, as I'm reading this right now, I have on my Naboso splay toe spacers and I couldn't imagine my feet tolerating the hard half marathon training I am doing right now without some of these great products at Naboso. Learn more about how Naboso's Texture products connect you to your exercises and your running by strengthening your feet and helping you recover from your runs. Since you're a part of our Healthy Runner community, you will get 20% off all of your orders. Just use the code HEALTHYRUNNER during checkout when placing your order using the special link we have in our show notes. Go ahead and give Naboso a try and your feet will thank you for it. I know mine already have. Now let's get back into this episode. The final two steps in our five-step plan to overcoming plantar fasciitis. The fourth step, the R in SPARK, is resistance. And this is really standing for resistance training that is going to be key to loading the fascia so you can withstand the loads on it during running. And you can build up the tissue capacity, we call it right? We're building up the strength in that tissue so it can tolerate more load with your running. So doing calf raises with the big toe extended, and that really puts the fascia on more stretch in that like stretch position is going to be key. And you're going to want to check out the PDF again to this training that I have a video because this is going to be a little hard to like honestly verbally describe to you on how to do this, but really 
what this looks like is taking off a rolled up towel roll or if you can get your hands on a half foam roller, so not like half lengthwise, um, like a short foam roller that you might see like a travel foam roller. But if you took a foam roller and cut it in half, so now it's like a dome, there's a flat portion of it, and then there's a rounded portion. That's what I use actually. And what we use that for is to like, as a kickstand, to prop up your big toe So then when you go to do your calf raise, your big toe is an extension. And now you're rising up into that calf raise with your big toe in extension. And this helps load that tissue a little bit more. And really how I like to start with this is doing it two legs at a time first, and then progressing to single leg. And that's how we add load. Could you do this creatively in the gym using a leg press machine? Yes. If you can get that big toe into extension and add more resistance, add more load into it. The other resistance exercise that I really like to do actually is utilizing the Neboso ball that we talked about before or a tennis ball and kind of pushing that in between your heel bones and doing a calf raise rising up, using your calf muscles, and then squeezing that ball between your heel bones and then bringing it out and then lowering down. And really what this exercise does is it helps to strengthen your, not only your Achilles tendon and your calf muscles, but your posterior tibial tendon, which is a muscle and a tendon that helps stabilize your arch. And then also gets in some of those intrinsic foot muscles, that short foot that we were doing earlier, this helps to get those muscles kicking in as well. So I'm a big fan of that exercise. Again, you will get the instructional video on how to do that exercise in the PDF linked to this training. But this is usually the one part of treatment that I find many traditional healthcare providers don't really add into their patient's program. Um, Whether it's PT, a Cairo, you know, you'll get pretty much any PT or Cairo, you'll get calf stretching as like the treatment to do. Or you might be given some type of foot stabilization exercise like toe yoga. Again, I'm more a fan of the short foot and how I've described that to you and working on the coordination for us as runners, because that's what we need to really do with our running as opposed to like the toe yoga, because our toes aren't like moving all over the place when we run, but we need to stabilize our arch when we run. So you'll get, you know, some of that from like any traditional medical provider, but you usually don't get how do we load this tissue. And so that's where I have the progression in the video on how we add this progressive loading to this tissue, which is really key in keeping this from coming back again. All right. So that's the fourth tip is really resistance. Fifth, final tip. Here we go. The K in Spark is keep running. So you actually don't need to stop running in order to get rid of plantar fasciitis, right? Mind blown, mind blown. It seems so counterproductive, doesn't it? Like your foot hurts. You shouldn't run. Guys, trust me, every single client that I've worked with who have had this condition, I, I don't think I've ever I don't think there's been any plantar fasciitis patient I've ever, ever told, like, we can't run at all. So we need to modify your running. And it really depends upon level of tissue irritability. Like, 
how long you've had the pain, how much pain are we talking, how long does it last? All of those variables go into the, the clinical decision-making process of how much do we modify? Are we just my, you know, uh, adjusting the mileage? Are we adjusting the duration of your runs? Are we actually doing walk-run intervals to allow some rest periods to those tissues? So we need to modify your running, modify your exercises, but not stop. And if you stop, it actually puts your recovery process back further. Like you could take some weeks and some months off because what happens is you lose running fitness, you get weaker, you get stiffer, and now you're not loading those tissues at all. So now when you go back to loading those tissues, then the pain comes back because now we've exceeded the tissue capacity that we were talking about earlier. So we need to keep running, but we need to modify it smartly. All right, that is critical. And I know it seems counterproductive. I know you're fearful to do that. And that's why getting guidance of you know, a running healthcare professional can be extremely helpful to take the guesswork away and to make sure that you're not doing more harm to the tissues than you are. Now, how do we prevent this from coming back again? The best thing that you can do to prevent plantar fasciitis from coming back again is strengthening your deep foot muscles, as we've talked about, and building a nice, strong running base. So your running should be reliable and durable like a well-built house. So for the purposes of this analogy of building a house, you need to implement these six steps to building a durable home that will last a lifetime. And what are those six steps? Mindset, so this is like, if we're using the house analogy, this is like planning the house. This is like getting the plans, the permitting, the architect, all that stuff. In order to grow as a runner, you need to align three mental priorities. Number two, strength training. This is the foundation. This is like for the house, they clear the land, they pour the foundation. This is your strength training. So if you are not doing strength training right now as a runner, you literally are running without a solid foundation. So you need to develop a strong running body so you can enjoy lifelong injury-free running. Third, your run plan. This is like the framing of the house, right? This is like the house part. Your running needs to be, you can run fast and far by properly progressing your run plan around four types of runs as your building blocks. So if you're not mastering how to do the easy run, how and when and how much to implement into your long run, how, when, how much intensity you should be doing for tempo runs or threshold work or interval runs. And it's not jiving with your overall yearly calendar or your plan for running, depending upon if you're running a race schedule. All of that needs to actually be done smart and proper progression. Fourth is your nutrition. In our house analogy, that's our electrical or plumbing. You need to implement a simple and easy strategy that ensures you never run out of energy or blong. And this really goes into the fifth point of recovery, because that is one of the, the factors in recovery. We need to recover from our runs. So this is like the insulation of the drywall and the flooring of building a house. This, just like insulation, helps control the home's climate. And it makes your home energy efficient. 
Proper recovery makes your body energy efficient. You can feel fresh, reduce fatigue, stay healthy by prioritizing proper recovery. So what does that look like? Rest days, right? Making sure you have a recovery day. So your muscles, your tendons, your plantar fascia can recover from those runs. It also allows you mentally to recover. Sleep is important. Proper self-care, foam rolling, stretching, restorative yoga, all of those elements kind of go into the recovery aspect that you need to think about implementing in these six steps. And then for those of you who are doing races, it's actually having a perfect race day game plan. So you can actually, you know, crush your race and not get injured along the way. And when you execute these six key parts of your running journey, you'll not only feel more confident in getting stronger and faster, you'll stay healthy and enjoy the process of running again. Just like a well-built home will require little maintenance and bring you a lifetime of memories for you and your family. And that's what we want for your running. And what is key to all of this is consistency. You need to be consistent with your run plan and all of those six parts. So it's not only about running, guys. It is more than that. And hopefully, I've been able to communicate that to you. And having a great training program with consistent runs, smart exercises, really, as we've kind of talked about today, is going to be very beneficial for you as a runner. And when you execute kind of the spark method for treating plantar fasciitis that we've talked about today, you'll not only get rid of your stubborn foot pain, but you're going to feel more confident in getting stronger and faster as a runner, and you'll stay healthy to enjoy lifelong injury-free running. And you might be thinking you can never run pain-free again. I know there are people who are listening to this right now who have this condition, or you're thinking that you know, you're just getting too old and you can't really continue running while you rehab your injury and that it doesn't make sense. Like you need to stop running in order to rehab this injury. But that is exactly what Owen, who is a client in our program, thought before he started working with me and before he really signed on for our signature Spark Healthy Runner coaching program. Owen was battling plantar fasciitis for two years, which really forced him to have to stop running for a full year. He tried different shoes, stretches, other healthcare professionals, and nothing was making it better, even though he wasn't even running anymore. And when I first met Owen, I took the time to really get down to the root cause of his injury and why he was at this stalemate. I created a customized plan for him to overcome his specific problem areas while getting him back to running consistently four to five times a week. In fact, when he started working with me, he was not only um, not able to run a mile. And then by the end of our 16 weeks of working together, he was up to running you know, seven mile long runs. And then he really was set up to actually get into half marathon training, which he crushed his redemption half marathon and got a PR. Or Holly. Holly was also in our program and she was running for eight years. She still is in our program, um, in our longevity program. And she was always like self-taught and she suffered from a nasty battle of plantar fasciitis for two years. And it really sidelined her from running. And working one-on-one with Coach Lou on our team changed the game for her. 
Coach Lou really pushed her in her running and taught her how to actually build a solid running base and incorporate strength training sessions really into what she loved most, which was yoga classes. And, you know, in Holly's own words, um, what she has said about our program, she said because of the help from Coach Dwayne and Coach Lou, um, she was able to run her first half marathon since 2017 and completed the entire race pain-free. Or lastly, guys, I got to share this one with you. Beth, who actually sent me a text message literally right before I sat down to actually record this training. And this is exactly the words in this message. Good morning, exclamation point. I just finished my 5K in 26 minutes and 16 seconds and had no foot issues, exclamation point. I can't thank you enough for all the tools you have given me, and I'm excited to see what else is coming. Happy Sunday. So let me just give you guys a little context on Beth. Beth is 38 years old. She's been battling plantar fasciitis for a year and a half. She went to PT. She got two separate cortisone injections at different time periods each time she tried to get back into running, but then she got this spike in pain, right? She's done four marathons in the past. She loves the half marathon distance, and she was stuck at running just three times a week, 20 to 30 minutes and still having foot pain. And that's where she was before we started working together. And with my one-on-one coaching program, you know, she is now 12 weeks into the program and she's able to do this 5k race pain-free. And really she's currently up to an eight mile long run on the weekends and even running faster with some prescribed tempo and threshold pace runs that we just added into her plan after doing some strides for a couple of weeks. So I'm just super proud of her. And I can't wait to see her crush her half marathon this spring without having to worry about her foot pain. So these are just three examples from the hundreds and hundreds of runners who have implemented the spark method of overcoming plantar fasciitis to grow as a runner. It's been really great sharing this with you guys today. My name again is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, and my mission is to save the lives of runners everywhere by allowing them to enjoy lifelong injury-free running. I'm the CEO of Spark Healthy Runner. Don't forget, guys, you got to download your free plantar fasciitis ebook that contains the bonus videos, content, and the exact how-to exercise videos to implement the exercises we talked about today into your training. Now, download your free ebook by going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com or click the link in the show notes of this training. Now that you listen to this plantar fasciitis guide to running without foot pain, remember you took the first step, right? Congrats, but you need to be able to implement it if you don't know how to implement it and you want some more guidance and you want to take away the guesswork, I've given you the basics, right, of how to do some of these exercises. And I know some of you aren't ready to invest in getting guidance. You want to try it on your own. Totally cool. I understand. I like to try things on my own at first too. And then usually when things are not working out and I, I realize, all right, Dwayne, that was stupid. Like you should have just got the guidance. Could have saved yourself a lot of time, frustration, all of that, right? If, if you're ready to get clarity and focus like Owen did, Holly or Beth, you know, 
that is exactly what we do in our high touch point one-on-one spark healthy runner coaching program where i am your running physical therapist and coach all in one really taking the guesswork away from your rehab specific exercise to get over plantar fasciitis the strength training for running that you need to do for your other leg muscles and your actual run plan so all of them blend and you know, you're not just having a healthcare provider do treatments on you and then just saying, okay, do whatever you want for your runs. Right. Or you can work with one of the coaches on our team, like Holly did with coach Lou, where he's going to take care of the strength exercises. I'm going to add my input into what plantar fasciitis specific exercise for you do. And then I'm going to serve as the consultant on the team that if you get a spike in pain, or if we need to modify the plan, that's really where the three of us get on a call and provide the clarity that you need to get over that sticking point. So you can continue moving forward with your running goals. Learn more about our Spark Healthy Runner Signature Coaching Program and schedule a call now by going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. This is a very high touch point coaching program. We only take a limited number of runners each month into our program. So schedule your call today so we can see if you're a good fit. Lastly, remember how earlier I said that if you want to grow as a runner and prevent someone from needing to hang up their running shoes uh, for good, who really has this stubborn foot pain, you need to share this with a running friend of yours that is currently going through this. So copy this link, share it with a runner you know who's struggling with plantar fasciitis so you can save them from getting some unnecessary injection super expensive orthotics, or having to stop running for months on end. Will you do that for me as an audience? I would greatly appreciate it. I'm trying to save runners the frustration of having to stop what they love to do for stress relief and you know the activity that they really love to do and, and have to go to healthcare providers that really know nothing about running or working with runners. So I want our community to continue to enjoy lifelong injury-free running. So thank you for doing that. Now let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Until next time. Thank you as always for listening to the Healthy Runner Podcast where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of my Spark Blueprint at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Two, follow my Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner. Three, join my free group by searching Healthy Runner on Facebook. Four, subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash spark healthy runner. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons back to you here. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple podcast or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner so you can maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.